0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and A.J. Skiftstad.
1: Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. Thanks for tuning in for yet another day. Got some cool stuff coming at you today, including what we played over the weekend, which also includes uh, the escape room that aj and i did and tower of madness from smirk and dagger and maybe a few other things we'll have to just wait to find out so thanks so much for tuning in don't forget you can be a part of what we do by coming over to our patreon page at theologyofgamescom patreon and of course you can always support us through the anchor app as well all right let's get into this one thanks so much for tuning in and we'll be back with more here we go All right, so I wanted to weigh in on the whole escape room deal. We had a great time with that, and I think, well, here's the deal. I was one of six guys. It was myself and AJ and four other dudes that went and did this, and I was the only one who had ever done an escape room before. Now, AJ had a good time and really good success with solving some of the puzzles, And things like that because he's done some of the escape, uh, the exit games, things like that. He's a gamer, and so is Seapost. He did pretty well as well, but uh, not having done an escape room and sort of navigated it uh, as, you know, in real life, in real person, I think having only one of us that have actually experienced it was probably uh, a little detrimental. I think that having more people would have been definitely more helpful. You know, more people that were experienced would have helped us out a lot better, but regardless, it was a good time. And, uh, Very, very well done escape room. I don't want to give up too many secrets because if you're listening, I will highly recommend Escape Downtown, which is in Canton, Ohio. Uh, We had a great time with it. Really well constructed room. Great puzzles. Great uh, just... Uh, just layout of the room everything was just super awesome so i highly recommend it check out the bootleggers layer uh very very good stuff there so that's really all i got to play this weekend unfortunately um well I mean not unfortunately we had a lot of fun we went to um Idlewild this weekend my my family and I which is a little amusement park in western Pennsylvania that we always drive to and try to make a trip to every year so we did that and then we had family over on memorial on or not memorial day labor day and spent most of the day in the pool because it's just been stupid hot here in Ohio so that's it for what I played over the weekend what did you guys play let us know here on Board Games Daily. All right, that's gonna do it. So thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Wanna thank everybody who has uh, been a part of the show. We had a great month last month, getting things started off for September so we're really looking forward to that. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And most of all, if you really enjoy the show, it'd be awesome if you told your friends about it by sharing on social media, by, uh, you know, following us, subscribing us. We, we would love it if you would just be a part of what we do here by kind of joining us on all of those platforms to be, um, to be out there spreading the word about the show. So, all that said, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and for my hosts, Scott Firestone and AJ Skifstad, until tomorrow, why don't you go play some games? Hey there,
2: everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad talking to you about what I played this weekend. So yes, we did play an escape room this week. It was called the Bootleggers Lair. I talked about this earlier in the week in relationship to the Exit game by Thames and Cosmos, as well as the Unlock games by Asmodee Games. Um, This is just uh, for real. You're actually in a room. And you were trying to escape. Most of you know what an escape room is. This bootlegger's lair was awesome. We got in there. There were puzzles, secret passages, secret messages. um, All sorts of the good things that you want to have in an escape room. And the escape rate was 15%. So we unfortunately did not escape. We were about a minute short. I was so disappointed. One of the last things we did was find the key that unlocked the box that we needed to get the items we needed to complete the escape room. Essentially, there had been a murder in this escape room, and the gentleman who did the murder, who's not so gentle after all, he uh, was able to buy the, buy the police off for an hour to keep them from coming in there. While well, we cleaned up some dirty work that he had done, and we had to go ahead and find some items and uh, get rid of them, basically, before the police came. So we were in, we had the box that we were supposed to open. We had the keys that we were supposed to use to open it. However, and I did not actually see the keys because we were like running and racing at this point. So I never got my hands on them. And I don't think I ever saw them after the game either, but I think there might've been like 10 to 20 keys on this key ring and we had to find out which one it was that opened the last and final lock. And so with about a minute left, we could not do it. The woman running the escape room walked in the room and said we were finished. Oh, we were so disappointed because we had worked so hard Uh, But we had a blast. It was awesome. The theme was exciting. The room was exciting. It was well done. So I know there are other escape rooms out there. Uh, This one was well done. Some are not so well done. This one was phenomenal. So uh, I'm not going to tell you where it was or what it was. I'd love to promote it, but I've given away too much. So hopefully maybe you'll find it on your own uh, someday. Uh, but I will I will say it is in the Akron-Canton area. Um, so it was awesome. Had a great time doing it, but I gave away way too much information about the game. I mean, even the slightest bit, even saying the word secret passage is, is a lot for, for an escape room because they're all so different. We had a blast playing it. That was our escape room experience. More to come on uh, Mansions of Madness. No, not Mansions of Madness, excuse me, which is a great game. But I'm going to be talking about Tower of Madness by Smirk and Daggers game. Uh, We just received our review copies of those. I played it last night with Rachel and we had a blast. I'm going to talk about it in just a little bit. But that's it for now. Check you later.
0: This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz, as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables.
2: All right, so as promised, this is AJ Skiftad telling you about Tower of Madness by Smirk and Dagger Games. It is in the uh, Cthulhu uh, HP Lovecraft universe, and basically, uh, well, before I say that, I'll say Smirk and Dagger games usually has games that seem very party-like. That's what I think of when I think Smirk and Dagger. And there's also Smirk and Laughter as well, um, which is kind of their counterpart, where uh, it's hard to tell the difference because some of the ones that are Cutthroat and are Smirk and Dagger, Dabby uh, in the back, are still really funny. Um, so then there's Smirk and Laughter, which are a little bit more less aggressive games, like a new storytelling game that we'll be talking about very soon here called Before There Were Stars. Uh, But also, but I want to talk about uh, this game. And um, this is, like I said, it's set in that H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu universe, and there is a Tower of Madness, and in that tower are all these little um, sticks with tentacles on the end of them going this way and that throughout the tower, and you dump marbles in the top. Very much like... Kerplunk! If you if you know the game kerplunk, kerplunk from when you were growing up, then you remember this kind of feature, and so um, that's what's going on with the tower aspect of it. And there's different color marbles: there's white, there's green, there's blue, and there are red. And they all mean different things. But essentially what you're doing through the game is you and your character are trying to go through these locations and investigate them, and you want to be the best investigator at these locations. When the round is over, you want to have investigated these better than the other investigators, and then they are worth victory points. There'll be a certain number of locations based upon players. When you go through all the locations, the game ends. And so... What you'll do on your turn is you'll roll these five purple dice, and they've got all different symbols on each side, and they've also got pips on each side of them, too. Excuse me, not pips, numbers. Um, To even begin to attempt to investigate a location, you have to at least clear by getting a gate which is one of the symbols, a mind, which is a brain symbol, and a heart, which is the heart symbol. If you get these three things, you have at least successfully investigated. And then with your last two dice, you wanna get the highest amount you can to be the the lead investigator. So the highest you could get is possibly a 12, unless you have something to mitigate those rolls somehow. Um, In any case, what you'll actually do throughout the roll is you will roll all five dice and you have to keep at least one of them each roll. Now, you can keep as many as you want, but you at least have to keep one. So maybe you get double sixes right away and you put those double sixes uh, over on the discovery area of the board, which tells you that that's how well you discovered uh, the, the location. Well, that would be worth 12 points, but now you still have to get your gate You have to get your mind and you have to get your heart. If you don't get the gate in mind and heart, you have to pull a tentacle from the tower. Now, as the tentacles are pulled from the tower, marbles are going to drop. If you, on your turn, have marbles drop, you have to take them. If you pull, if you drop white marbles, those could be a good thing. You could get spells in the game that help you mitigate dice rolls or help you do things to other players or help you steal spell from other players or help you not pull a tentacle when it's time to pull a tentacle. All sorts of cool things happen when you get white dice and you get spells. You could get blue dice. Blue dice are discovery dice. You put them on the bottom of your board, they're worth three points at the end of the game. Red dice are madness dice. If you collect four madness dice, you go insane. And from now on, it's just your job to pull tentacles on your turn and hope the other players lose. And the green dice, when the green dice fall, and there's only three of them, they begin to summon Cthulhu. When that third green dice falls, the game is over. If somebody who's insane caused it to fall, the insane people win. Oops, something just fell in my car. If uh, a sane person causes the third green dice to fall, then everybody loses. Here's how you win. If the third green dice doesn't fall... And you get to the end of all the locations, whoever has the most points with their combined locations and blue marbles wins. So I think I might've been saying uh, dice when I meant marbles just a second ago. I don't know why, but uh, in any case, what falls from the tower is marbles, not dice. And so that's pretty much the game. There's some other tokens that you can get. There's character abilities. Um, the tokens you can get if are if you roll double fives in a single turn. Um, and there's t- that helps uh, mitigate some different things in gameplay. Uh, again, dice rolls and things like that. But uh, there's also character abilities, too, which are very cool as well. The game is simple. It is full of laughter, full of fun, and that anticipation of waiting for these marbles to fall. Is the tower very gimmicky, in a sense? Yes. Is it a good gimmick? Uh, for what the game is? Absolutely. If the game was... Um, mansions of madness and they had this tower thing there where you're doing this dungeon crawl through a mansion and you had this tower i don't know that that would work but this is a nice light come to the table game look at this tower it's sweet look at these tentacles in it it's awesome uh come on check it out that's this type of game and it takes like 20 to 30 minutes to play i think the game says 30 to 40 but i think i think it can play in less than that It's a really, really good game. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so, uh, that's my take on it. Check out Tower of Madness by Smirk and Dagger Games.
0: You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
2: Hey there, everybody. This is AJ Skifstad, and I just wanted to give you some thoughts I had about Tower of Madness. Now, I shared quite a few of those in uh, the last broadcast or the last segment, um, but I really was talking more about the gameplay. And in this segment, I want to talk a little bit more about what I liked, maybe some things I didn't like. Um, So I'm going to start by talking about some of the components within the game. The tower itself is Awesome! It is so cool. It sets on this round, heavy-duty plastic base. I mean, this this is not this flimsy piece. It's it's really, really a good plastic base that it sits on. When the marbles drop out, they fall into this tray, and it is really cool. There's a place on the on the base itself for the green marbles to sit when the green marbles uh, come down. It's a really cool base. The tower looks awesome. And the tentacles that go through the tower is awesome. When it's all complete, it looks phenomenal. I love it. But the way the game was packaged when it came to me, uh, it it was packaged in such a way that the tower is bent in half the reverse way. So the inside of the tower is bent right in the middle on one of its creases uh, that, that, uh, that go the other way. So... It it worries me a little because over time, if the tower keeps going this way and that, it's it's like if you uh, it's like uh, bending a pop tab back and forth, back and forth until it finally pops off. Well, I feel that this could possibly happen with this game, which really worries me because I love it. I I would have, I guess maybe I would have liked to see like magnets maybe on both sides of the tower, so instead of having a four section tower, you have uh, two sections of it that are divided into two. Um, so that maybe there's magnets on both sides. I don't know how well that would have held together or or if that would have worked, but it just really worries me because I really like to keep my games in nice condition. The, the, the top of the tower too also worries me because it's, it's paper. It's like a, it's like a little bit, it's, it's a little bit heavier than paper, uh, a little bit lighter than cardboard. And it's got these two magnets in it that clip together and you bend these tabs inward so you don't see the magnets. But the paper that holds the magnets in place is already split, uh, and that's just that was just out of the box. And so I felt really bad about that because I think the game is really, really fun. And I don't want my components to go bad. I love the tentacles that go through the tower, though. They're very cool. Um, you got to be careful with them. You know, if kids are playing, just have them be careful with it. Because, you know, if you step on them, they could break. Uh, but, but I mean, that's just... There, there's nothing you could do about that. That's just what they are. They look sweet. I love it when all the tentacles are sticking through the tower. Very cool. The player boards are fantastic. They have little cutouts where you put the marbles. They have cutouts where you put... Um, Uh, I guess it's just the marbles, but it it looks really cool. They have places where you put the dice um, to show if you've uh, completed the investigation and then how much discovery you have at that investigation or location. And um, I love that. I love the cards. The cards feel really nice. They look really good. The artwork is fantastic. So I love the components in the game. I just wish that tower was going to be a little bit uh, sturdier. So we'll see how it lasts over time. Um, but you know, for right now it's new and it's going to work for a while and I'm really happy about that. So I like that the game overall, um, it feels like it should, when you look at that Kerplunk tower and you think, uh, that this game might be, uh, lighter, just more fun, a little bit chaotic in nature, when you, you, look at that tower and that's what you think and that's exactly what you get. You get a game with a little bit of chaos. You get dice rolling, which is luck. You get these marble f- marbles falling, which is also luck. Um, you get laughter. You get a little bit of the stab you in the back when you play spell cards against each other. What you think you're going to get when you see this game all set up is what you get. And it's fun. So um, I really like that aspect of the game. I think it plays well. It plays well with four people. I think that's the sweet spot for this game. Um, I just really, really like this game. Caroline's chiming in right now. She's saying she doesn't like it too much, but um, she's wrong. So I absolutely... I absolutely got cut off uh, when Caroline was chiming in. But um, I guess what I really wanted to say was I think this game is really fun. I think that you guys are going to enjoy it when you try it out. Um, If this is your style of game, if you're into more heavier strategy games, then this is not for you. If you just like the H.P. Lovecraft universe, then this fits the mold well because it's crazy. It's chaotic. People are going insane. Uh, People are stabbing you in the back. Uh, Cthulhu's rising. It's all of that stuff. So if you like the theme, just in general, this game might be for you. But like I said, it's, it's not heavy on strategy. It is basically luck. And um, it's just a lot of fun. I I, I had a great time playing it. I don't know how often I'll get this game to the table. I have some other nice fillers that I like too. But this one certainly stands out right now being new and being as cool as it is. So uh, I like the tower. I think that that aspect of the game is fun. Um, You know... It may not be original, but it was taking something that was classic and giving it a new spin and breathing new life into it. I like that a lot. So, um, that's it for now. Check out Tower of Madness. Um, I think you might like it.
1: Alright, so I wanted to weigh in on the whole escape room deal. We had a great time with that and... I think, well here's the deal, I was one of six guys, it was myself and AJ and four other dudes that went and did this, and I was the only one who had ever done an escape room before. Now AJ had a good time and really good success with solving some of the puzzles and things like that because he's done some of the escape, uh, the exit games, things like that. He's a gamer and so is Seapost. He did pretty well as well, but uh, not having done an escape room and sort of navigated it uh, as, you know, in real life, in real person, I think having only one of us that have actually experienced it was probably uh, a little detrimental. I think that having more people would have been definitely more helpful you know more people that were experienced would have helped us out a lot better but regardless it was a good time and uh very very well done escape room i don't want to give up too many secrets because if you're listening I will highly recommend Escape Downtown, which is in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we had a great time with it, really well-constructed room, great puzzles, great uh, just uh, just layout of the room. Everything was just super awesome. So I highly recommend it. Check out the Bootlegger's layer. Uh Very very good stuff there. So that's really all I got to play this weekend, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, not unfortunately. We had a lot of fun. We went to um, Idlewild this weekend, my my family and I, which is a little amusement park in Western Pennsylvania that we always drive to and try to make a trip to every year. So we did that, and then we had family over on Memorial on or not Memorial Day, Labor Day, and spent most of the day in the pool because it's just been stupid hot here in Ohio. So that's it for what I played over the weekend. What did you guys play? Let us know here on Board Games Daily. All right, that's going to do it. So thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Want to thank everybody who has uh, been a part of the show. We had a great month last month, getting things started off for September so we're really looking forward to that. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And most of all, if you really enjoy the show, it'd be awesome if you told your friends about it by sharing on social media, by, uh, you know, following us, subscribing us. We, we would love it if you would just be a part of what we do here by kind of joining us on all of those platforms to be, um, to be out there spreading the word about the show. So... All that said, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and for my hosts, Scott Firestone and A.J. Skifstad, until tomorrow, why don't you go play some games?
0: Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com.